Good morning, Mountaineer fans. This is the Bearded Ear with the From the Couch session I have on my podcast every week. It's just me and my recliner and my coffee mug. Again, I'm rocking some black silk. Today's mug is white with little sheep on it, and there's one that's actually black. But I'll be honest, this thing is so old and faded, you really can't tell what they are anymore. So that's how I'm starting my morning. I believe this is going to be a bit of a therapy session following the Oklahoma loss on Saturday. Uh, It is officially 8 o'clock in the morning, Monday, November 13th, as I give my uh, presentation here. So I do have some stats uh, we'll get into a little bit later, but right now this is just kind of my thoughts and feelings on the game, what I liked, what I didn't like, and what I think about Neil Brown and company moving forward. So first off, just the overall feel. (laughs) That sucked. (laughs) I mean, that's that's about all you can say about it. You know, normally I would say what I like, what I didn't like. I didn't like anything. I'll I'll take that back. I liked our first drive. I enjoyed watching that and thought, okay, we're 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 going to have a game here. We got our act together. We came to play. Well, that was pretty short lived, right? Other than that, I didn't like anything. And I watched the game to the whole till the end, or I'll say at least till about one minute left. Uh, just not not prepared, not disciplined. It looked bad, and I that's all I can really say about it. I mean, you can break down numbers, but I don't think you need numbers to show you how bad we performed. That was awful. You know, I, I tweeted this out. I believe it was Saturday or yesterday. And if you've listened to this podcast consistently. You know, I don't like to jump the gun too much. Like, take one game and project the rest of the season. But after that loss, I feel like Neil Brown and the West Virginia football team, I think you have to win out. At least in the regular season. I think you have to go 8-4 and four after that showing. And I say that because Cincinnati and Baylor only have three wins on the season. You have to win those. Especially after... You put up a turd like that in Norman, Oklahoma. Pardon my language. I get salty when I get frustrated. (laughs) It's obviously a joke. I I tweeted this out, and usually I I, I do that to kind of keep notes for myself. It was going to be hard to beat Oklahoma that night. I don't care what Big 12 team you were. They just lost two games in a row to Kansas and Oklahoma State, and they were back home, and everyone was questioning them and doubting them. Right, we, We've seen this as West Virginia fans. And I said that in my last podcast when I, when I made my prediction. They're going to be focused, laser-focused with an edge and something to prove. And boy, did they do it. And I thought maybe we were probably coming in riding a little bit high. You know, I, I know there was people that projected that we would win. I, was, I thought we would play better, you know. But like I said, I, I don't know that any Big 12 team was going to beat Oklahoma in Norman that night. But with that said, you have to put up some kind of resistance. Something. At one point, it looked like Neil Brown was just playing Madden. Like we just kept chucking the ball deep, hoping to connect on one of those. I mean, I I, I do that in NCAA football. I guess you were just out of options at that point. You got to show something. And we just didn't. I mean, our O-line got manhandled. They had the, the goal line stop. I and mean, we couldn't do anything. It, it was like Oklahoma put up
put up a brick wall right at the goal line, an imaginary brick wall that we couldn't see. Uh, and, and as soon as our player would hit that line, whether it was C.J. Donaldson, which I think he got most of the carries or all the carries down there, it's like a brick wall was put up and just stuffed. Yeah, a lot of stuff out of character from what we've seen. You know, I, I never like taunting. I hate taunting. I tell my wife all the time. And it just, it goes right through me. When you make a play and you stand there and stare at them or stare down at them, it's it's stupid. You don't look intimidating because now you're down 30 points, right? So why, why are you getting in the guy's face? I cannot stand that. And, and on both sides of the ball or, or both teams. I just, I don't like it because all it's going to do is one, infuriate the other team, which we saw happened, or two, you're going to get a flag thrown. Now, luckily we didn't, I think, because they kept flashing the lights on and off and the refs didn't really see it, but just make the play and move on. I don't mind celebration. It's the intimidation stuff where you stare them down because you're going to get a flag throw. Just knock it off and go back into the huddle and do the next play, especially when you're down by that much. I know I sound again like old man that yells at clouds, but man, I get so tired of that stuff. It causes too many issues more and it doesn't help anything. It doesn't do anything, right? You've made the play. The play is over. So standing there over top of them or staring them down or whatever you're going to do doesn't add anything. You don't get bonus points for it. The ref just is going to look at you and, and have your number for the next time. So with that said, uh, I give that grade, that's an F. That's a straight up F. You know, I was searching for a D to give us some kind of credit, but no. I mean, there were some plays in there that we made, but it didn't, it didn't matter. It's not like we were coming back. Anytime something positive would happen, I mean, Oklahoma would just snuff it out. That That's a that's a big fat F on the season. And And I understand it's Oklahoma on the road. They're a good team. We got embarrassed, plain and simple. That was a good old-fashioned behind-the-woodshed. And so because of that, I think we have to win out. I think we have to win our next two games. If we would fall, I don't think you could bring Neil Brown back after getting embarrassed and then losing to a a three-win team, especially one at home in Cincinnati. But even with Baylor, I, I know they're Baylor and they're tough, but they are a bad team. And, of course, eight wins was... That was always my mark for this season. I thought that's where we should get. And again, whether that was seven wins in the regular season in a bowl win or just eight overall in the regular season, I thought that's where we needed to be this year. Uh, And it's shaping up to to look like that's possibly what's going to happen. You know, we could still get nine wins, right, if we went out, get the bowl game as well. But I'll say this, and I tweeted this out too, that if anything, Neil Brown has been consistent against average to bad teams, right? I think we can all agree with that. And Cincinnati and Baylor are very bad teams. So I I don't have a lot of concern moving forward. I know people like to panic after each game uh, based on that performance. But, I mean, we've lost to good teams this year. And then that one with Houston. So it's not like we've we've struggled against bad teams. Now, we've kind of put them away. And I do have a little experiment here that I put together this morning. I was typing this up last night and I see a lot of stuff on social media where it's, you know, Neil Brown hasn't beat anybody with a winning record, right? This is the only reason we're, 
we could win eight wins is because we play such crappy teams. That's not unfair argument. That That is fair. But I wanted to look, how bad actually is it? How bad is this schedule compared to previous years? Well, I didn't want to calculate every season that Rich Rod or, or Holgerson were in. So I pulled out the fifth year. So this would have been 2015 for Dana Holgerson and 2005 for Rich Rodriguez. So both pretty successful years. Uh, obviously for Rodriguez, right, we went, what, 11-1 and one, uh, and won the Sugar Bowl against Georgia. And with Holgerson, we went 8-5. and five. That was our last second win over Arizona State in the Cactus Bowl. So that was the 2015 season, Skylar Howard as the first-year starter. So with this, I calculated our opponent's records, win-loss record, for those seasons. Now, I only did Power 5 teams. I did not include the bowl game because we haven't reached the bowl yet. We have no idea who we're playing. If we go 8-4, and four, we could face another team that goes 8-4, and four, which would clearly boost our win-loss record. But we don't know who we're going to play. So I'll look at 2015, and I'll just give you the win-loss record. I won't tell you who the teams are, just the win-loss record against Power 5 teams. Holgerson had five wins against 3-9, and 7-6, and 5-7, and 0-12, oh 3-9. and nine. That's a combined record of 18-43 and 43 for a 29% win percentage. The average win-loss of that those opponents were 3.6 to 8.6. So 3.6 wins to 8.6 losses. That's pretty easy. That's pretty easy. So in, in comparison, that's that's easier than what Neil Brown has had. And I'll show you Neil Brown's record, or I'll tell you what it is. So right now we're sitting, we've played five power five teams. Their records are two and eight, five and five, four and six, five and five, five and five. Now, certainly this this isn't complete, right? Because the season's not over. The five and five teams are Texas Tech, UCF, and BYU. So Texas Tech still has UCF and Texas. So they could likely finish six and six. I doubt they beat Texas, but you never know. Of course, UCF has Texas Tech and Houston, so they could finish six and six. And BYU has Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Uh, they'll likely finish five and seven. We'll see with that. Uh, you know, and Pitt was the 2-8. and eight. Uh, I believe they have Duke and Boston College. Uh, so they could finish 3-9, and nine, probably. I doubt they beat Duke. I guess they could beat Boston College. Who cares? It's the ACC. <laughs> but the average, or the winning percentage as of now, with our wins, is a 42% win percentage. And the win-loss record, on average, is 4.2 wins, to 5.8 losses. So as you can see here, so far the 2015 schedule was a lot easier compared to the win-loss record. Now, if you look at it too, we have five wins up to this point against Power 5. If we continue our winning ways against the bottom half of the league, we will have seven wins against Power 5 opponents. In 2015, Dana only had five overall. You have to factor in that they played more G5 opponents. And again, I did not add the bowl game because we don't know who we're playing yet. And so we'll look at 2005. 
So I'm going to read off the opponent's schedule or the opponent win loss record. 1 and 10, 5 and 6, 7 and 5, 9 and 3, 5 and 6, 4 and 7, 5 and 6, 6 and 6. So that's 8 wins against Power 5 opponents. So that overall record is 47 and 49 for a 47% winning percentage. And the average win-loss record is 5.8 to 6.1. So 5.8 wins, 6.8, or I'm sorry, 6.1 losses. Certainly that's a little harder record, right? You do have a 7-5 and five team that we beat in Rutgers and a 9-3 and three team we beat in Louisville. So I'm, I'm not denying that this was the harder schedule. But surrounding that, you have a 1-10 and 10 team, uh, three five and sixes, a 4-7. and seven. But I think it's safe to say that in these this fifth year specifically for each coach, relative to their seasons, these were successful. Right, This was the 8-win season for Dana. Obviously for Rodriguez, again, this was a 10-win season in the regular season. So it was successful. And Neil's likely to have an eight-win season too. But as you can see, the schedule really isn't that difficult. Again, I give the nod to Richrod, and I'm not denying that our success of that team, he did beat two winning teams in the regular season. Seven and five Rutgers, nine and three Louisville. So credit to him. Now, Holgerson did beat a seven and six team, but also look at what's surrounding that. 3-9, and 0-12, oh 3-9. We have one 2-8 team against Neil Brown. The rest are 5-4, five, 5-5 five, and five wins. And we're not done, right? This is only up to this point. There's still two games left in the season. So this isn't a full schedule for Neil. Again, Texas Tech could finish 6-6. Six and six. They could finish 7-5. and five. I doubt BYU beats Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, but there's a theme here, right? Neither of these coaches faced a, a grueling schedule to get their 8 and 10 wins prior to Neil Brown. While I understand that these wins can be underwhelming uh, to those opposed to Neil Brown, uh, his path to, to possibly 8 wins really isn't that much easier than previous coaches. Right? It, it's definitely harder than Dana's. Uh, we just went through those numbers. Uh, and I would say it's slightly easier than what Rodriguez had simply because we did have two wins against winning programs. I want us to remember as fans that where we thought this program was going to be this year to where we could end up, right? Picked 14th. Some of us thought we'd only win two or three, four games, maybe five at most. I think most people predicted probably about six and six was the average. So we have a chance for eight wins. So we may have eight wins on the season. Let's just enjoy that, right? It's been a while since we've had that. And who knows with the bowl, right? If we get a, a decent bowl against a decent team that's 8-4 and four as well or 7-5 and five with a winning record and we go out and win, nine-win season, you know, right? That, that's a lot of momentum heading into the next year. And with that, I think Neil Brown definitely comes back for sure. You know, that's something to hang your hat on. And, and I'm not saying you can't be down on Neil Brown after the the Oklahoma performance. I certainly am. And that's why I'm kind of drawing a hard line with the rest of the season saying you have to get these two because you put up such a stinker performance against Oklahoma. You have to get these last two. You, you just have to. And again, I'm not one that usually does that. 
I don't say that these are must wins, but they are must wins. Because you didn't even look competitive against Oklahoma, against the best in the league. This was our chance to show something, and we didn't show anything. I'm going to close this out with one thought. And I, I tweeted this out earlier, too. Is being blown out by Oklahoma, you know, at first I didn't think it was much of anything. Because certainly it's happened before to Neil Brown. It's happened to Dana Holgerson, right? That's That's a team we consistently lose to. And we've lost pretty bad to him before. And so I thought, well, it's happened many times before. We probably shouldn't be too harsh on Neil Brown. He's kind of just following in the footsteps of the previous coach. You know, fans thought was more successful. But then I thought, you know, there's a reason why Dana Holgerson isn't here anymore at West Virginia. And that's because he couldn't get over the hump. Right? We had that stacked team in 18 And we dropped the final two games to miss out on the Big 12 title to Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Now, I'm not saying because of that we need to fire Neil Brown. But if we get to eight wins or possibly nine wins and we bring him back, you have to do it again. This isn't a one-time thing where you've just bought yourself two or three years because you had a winning season. No, we've had four mediocre seasons. We finally had a good one. Now you have to do it again. Prove to us that it wasn't just because everyone picked you 14. We actually are turning the corner, right? Stacking wins, stacking winning seasons. That's what we need to see. So if we do get there, you got to keep it up. Because if we fall back to the 7-5 and five or the 6-6 or the six and six next year, I, I, I think Neil Brown's done at that point. So that's my therapy session. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, I, I always enjoy these, these times we have together, drinking my coffee. <laughs> sitting on my couch talking about near football. It's a good start to the week, but that's going to close it up for this episode. Later in the week, I'll, I'll send out an episode. I'll break down Cincinnati and West Virginia and, and see where everyone falls in the ranks and have my score prediction for that. But until then, have a great week, everybody. Let's go Mountaineers.